should look at ourselves and say, we don't have that much time right now. So we need to make the most of it when we're, when we're younger. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyron Shum and in this episode, we're speaking with founder and director of buyer's agency, Elite One Property, Peter Toma. We discuss his upbringing, the influence that his parents have had on his career, how he went from purchasing one property and then jumping into joint ventures and property development and much, much more. We find out about what a normal day in the life of Toma looks like. Our main aim is to build wealth uh, for people through property. Um, so any given day, we're talking to agents, we're doing market research, we're inspecting properties, we are trying to find new clients, looking for the best deals that we can, strategizing with potential clients, with clients themselves on how they can best build their wealth through property and the best way they can move forward to effectively fund their retirement. Toma shares some stories from his past and we find out what life was like when he was growing up. I grew up in the eastern suburbs and western Sydney. Um, I sort of split my, my younger years between the two areas. Um, loved playing basketball when I was younger. Really, really enjoy sport in general. Um, but I, I really got started in property because my parents um, were buying property when I was younger and I probably didn't understand the full, you know, I didn't understand what it all meant back then but as I've got older and I've realised what, what they were doing, um, I found it to be a really good way to, to build wealth and, and effectively fund your retirement later on so you don't have to worry about how much money you've got left in super. He tells us about the schools he went to and how he was subjected to different types of demographics within each area. I went to school at St. Gregory's College in Campbelltown as my main high school. Um, primary school, I went to St. Agnes in Matraville. Um, so it was a good split, I think. Definitely a different demographic in the areas. And I think just because of the age difference as well, um, you know, you're interacting differently with different people at, at those specific ages. So, um, you know, when you're a lot younger in primary school, you just want to probably be accepted and, and get along and play and all that sort of stuff. But when you're, when you're getting a bit old into that um, high school age, you're trying to find who you are and you're probably hanging out with people that you that you see yourself wanting to be friends with for, for a lifetime. So it's, I think a different demographic but also from an age perspective, um, different characters and different personalities as well. We learn more about his journey straight after high school and what he was doing at that time. After school, I... Went to uni. I studied civil engineering for four fantastic years, um, and that was good. That was interesting, and it really, I think, it really helped to hone my analytical skills. Um, probably not so much my my personal um, interpersonal skills, but um, I think it was good from an analytical perspective. Um, and then when I finished uni, I started working in civil construction and was doing that for, for a long time until a couple of years ago where I just decided that, you know, working full-time is great but you need to find something else that's going to make you happy and that was um, Elite One probably that's when I started it. 
he decided to make such a massive change in his life after working the same job for so long. And we find out about what triggered that change. The main thing was, I remember one day I was just sitting at home after a long days at work and I think I did about 14 or 16 hours that day and I just sat there and I thought there's got to be a better way to make a living or to be happy in life. Um, and at that time, I had just bought my first investment property. Um, hadn't really seen much growth at that point um, until a few months, weeks, uh, years later, sorry, I just realised and saw the potential in property because all those hours that I was working and however many dollars I was making during that time, I made more in that short amount of time through investing in property than I had in actually working full-time for somebody in a job. And that's kind of what triggered to me, this is a way, there's definitely a better way than working full-time for the rest of your life. It's a fascinating thing and that's what I heard so many times from investors is that once you get to a certain point when you build up a certain amount of properties in your portfolio, that exceeds you know what you grow and earn than just working full-time or even a job and I think that's ultimately what we all want to try and achieve it's just we get stuck and a lot of people just can't get out of that unfortunately to do what they want to achieve in their dreams I think it's so powerful honestly it's so so powerful and until you sort of take that leap and and start investing in property the right way it is really hard to sort of imagine or, or fathom that, that there's a vehicle out there that can effectively fund your life until you pass or you if you want to if you decide to pass that on to your children that's that's great as well. Tomo talks about his parents and whether they had any influence on his property journey or any of his interests. It's always been around in my family. Um, they like I said earlier they've been investing in property you know when I was really young and didn't really understand what was happening um, back then um, probably didn't even know they had had a little portfolio to start off with. But as I got older, my parents started to do more in the development space um, and that's where I started to get more involved in the on-site you know, development and, and actual physical building, um, just helping out here and there, weekends, after work. And that's sort of what triggered, you know, what's happening here, what's going on? That education through them, I started to understand why they were doing it and then further to that is I started reading more books and trying to understand different strategies because there's a million books out there and everybody's everybody's got a different strategy um, but just really trying to absorb as much information as possible to understand what is this property investing thing like why are people doing it and then yeah obviously compound growth and, and rental return is a, is a big factor in that so but yeah they played a they played a big part and big influence in my part um, in, in investing in property and I've really tried just try to continue that. Through his parents, he had been around the property industry for quite some time and we hear some examples of the properties that his parents were investing in. Initial um, investments were around just the, the unit style investments. Uh, once the development started, they were just a, like a duplex townhouse, um, maybe a triplex um, style um, and it was really cool back then to, go, to be able to go back and just see what was going on, what was happening and getting an idea on how to effectively build a development, um, not only from a, I guess, physical construction perspective, but the numbers that go behind it, like why are we, why are we building two, why can't you build three, four, 
what are the council requirements? You know, all those different things were the sort of things I was exposed to when I was going to visit after work or on the weekends to help out. We learn about the locations of his parents' properties and whether they have expanded out of New South Wales. No, just New South Wales and, and they don't do that many. Like it's just one every now and then but, you know, it's always nice to be exposed to that kind of thing and I, I know I'm very, very lucky in that sense that I am exposed to that um, and that I can bounce off ideas off of my parents with investing and, and property in general. Not a lot of people can do that um, and I guess that's the reason why people listen to podcasts like these so they can get some more information and, and have a little community on on, uh, on property investing and have someone to talk to if they need to. Toma provides us with a status update of his parents' property portfolio. Oh uh, yeah, they've still got their portfolio. Portfolio. Um, they're you know they're in there. They're getting close to, closer to seventy, which is getting up there in age, I guess. Um, but they're they're just looking to I guess enjoy their life now. So um, they've worked hard and and they deserve it, obviously. Coming up after the break, we'll dive into Peter Thomas's journey and how he got started in property. We had a big conversation about it and him obviously being you know, successful in what he's done, um, I took a lot of advice from him and um, he suggested a property out in Western Sydney. Where his property portfolio is headed now. Now I'm getting into that sort of development space and really enjoying it. More, more risk definitely but with more risk comes more reward. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. A lot of people get into property to set themselves up in the later stages of their life. He shares how his parents' journey has impacted their life at their older age. Oh, it's definitely been a positive impact. Um, I've seen people that are the same age and, and don't have property um, or, or investments in general. Um, so from a financial perspective, it's definitely helped them and it's definitely a positive. It's, and it's probably been more stress than you know not having a portfolio. Um, but I think that that sort of immediate short-term stress or um, financial burden, if you want to call it that at that time, um, it's all worth it in the end because it's a long-term game property so you're not going to get those amazing returns in the first two years. I mean, if you time the market, yeah, you might but generally speaking, um, property is not a, not a short-term um, investment you know, unless you're flipping but yeah, I think in general, looking at them now, closer to the age of 65 to 70, we should look, we should look at ourselves and say, we don't have that much time right now, so we need to make the most of it when we're when we're younger. We jump into Thomas' property investing journey and find out about how he got started and what property he invested in. It was a property in Western Sydney. Um, I knew I was ready to invest. Um, had a bit of a chat to to Dad about, you know, what we can do, where we can invest, um, and um, we had a big conversation about it and. Him obviously being you know, successful in what he's done, um, I took a lot of advice from him and um, he suggested a property out in Western Sydney and I bought that property uh, for $288,000 um, back in 2012. 
2011, I think. And yeah, now it's you know worth a lot more than that. And so it's been it's been great. But um, at the time, I remember investing, going, "Oh, that's a lot of money to put down for a deposit." <laughs> Because you work so hard for the money, you work so hard for your for your savings, for your money and your deposit, and you just you get a bit scared when you got to write or oh, send that send that money across for the deposit. After getting over the hump and purchasing that first property, we find out if he has added any more properties to his portfolio. Since then, um, I've added another another two investment properties, um, and currently in the middle of doing a joint venture development, and so I could have bought more investment properties along the way, uh, more sort of passive income but I really wanted to get into that development space. For me in particular, my strategy was more around saving a bit more and allowing not too much debt to build up in my portfolio so that I could fund my next venture which is basically a joint venture with a couple of people to do a, um, a duplex site in the Sutherland Shire which we're doing right now. I've added a few since then and now I'm getting into that sort of development space and really enjoying it. More more risk definitely but with more risk comes more reward. The first property in the portfolio can sometimes be the most important and we learn about whether his first property was the springboard he needed to jump into his second and third properties. The strategy there was the, the buy and hold um, and refinance obtain that equity, use that equity to, to buy the next property um, and then basically repeat the process, buy it, hold it, refinance and use that deposit and use that equity to buy the next property. So um, it was definitely the same strategy for property one, two, three but now obviously now we're getting into a bit of a different strategy. We hear about one of the worst moments he has had since purchasing properties as an investor. I bought a property in Queensland, obviously me being in Sydney. I bought it sight unseen, which is fine. Um, that's that was all good. There was no dramas with that. The mistake I made at the time was I, the property that I bought, um, and the and the managing uh, property manager, the managing agent that I engaged to manage the property, were in two different cities. So I bought out near sort of the Ipswich area, and the managing agent that I had was in Brisbane. And I guess the rookie error, the rookie mistake I made back then was. They're not close by. They can't go to the property often and check up on it. It caused me a lot of heartache because they weren't managing the tenants properly. The tenants weren't paying rent. And in fact, that managing agent, I think in the in the first sort of 24 months, they went through about five or six different property managers that was managing my property. And that really caused big issues because information was getting lost between everyone and it was really hard to communicate with them. And so that was about a $5,000 mistake that cost me because um, people weren't paying rent on time and they couldn't evict the tenants and all this kind of stuff happened in the background. But it's something I'll definitely remember and a mistake I'll never make again. On the flip side, we hear about his amazing aha moment and how everything clicked for him. I think it's what I was saying earlier, just about um, my first investment when I was, I still remember I was sitting in an apartment, I was just reading a book, um, I think it was Michael Yardney's book actually. I just realized that this is the way to go to build long-term wealth for not only you but your family and hopefully future generations so you can pass, them, pass it on to them. Um, and I still remember it vividly. I was sitting on the couch, it was a beautiful summer's day 
had the sliding doors open, the breeze was coming through, and I was just sitting there going, this has to be the way. And that was my aha moment. And then what happened after that? What, what did you do and how long? I just wanted to soak up as much information as I could and um, contact the broker to refinance, to get that equity out so I could do it again because I was pumped, I was excited, I wanted to, to keep going, you know. We delve into his second and third property investments and how both of them came about. The second investment I bought in the same area that I had purchased the first investment, I guess the theory back then when I was still learning was it's done well, it's got good fundamentals. It wasn't long after I purchased the first one that I purchased the second one. And then after that, um, it was a little while in between drinks because I was looking at the idea of purchasing interstate and have this borderless investing mentality, which is quite scary for someone doing it first time because you don't know what's going to happen. There's different rules in different states. This whole notion of buying a property without seeing it, that's a bit weird for some people. But I really wanted to grow a portfolio where I wasn't restricted. And if the market was down in Sydney, well, then there would be another market that would be growing. And so that's when I started looking interstate and you know, I was looking at things like population growth, incomes in the area, um, the demand for property, um, what's the supply pipeline like? Are there going to be too many, too many properties coming into the market relatively soon? Um, is there, is it, you know, scarcity is a big thing. Um, so I looked at all of these different things and I ended up deciding to, to purchase um, interstate, um, which was a great, great experience for me um, and something I can pass on to my clients. So, inspired by Peter Thomas' journey and his amazing aha moment, we'll keep the conversation going in a future episode of Property Investory where we'll discuss his strategy. But I think if you want to take it to the next level, then you need to start looking at manufacturing equity. The motivation behind getting into property investing. When I leave this world, I want to be able to leave something behind for my family to basically live off. And that's next time in a future episode of Property Investory.